Welcome to Living Newspaper Clippings, a series of conversations recorded remotely online between some of the writers and artists who are creating Living Newspaper at the Royal Court Theatre. Over six editions, Living Newspaper brings together more than 200 freelance artists to make new work about what matters to them now. Alongside these conversations, you can watch clips of the work they discuss and find out about future editions on the Royal Court Theatre website. The following content may contain strong language. I'm Millie Bartia and I was one of the directors on edition one of Living Newspaper. I'm Tammy Wilkie and I was one of the writers on edition one of Living Newspaper. I said that weird. (laughs) (laughs) Living newspaper. Living newspaper. It is such a thrill to be talking to you about this in a more official capacity because I feel like Mm. we talk a lot about these themes over a drink. Yeah. Um, And it was also such a pleasure to work on your piece in edition one. Um, And actually, when I was preparing for this, I was just thinking about having done the experience and how beautifully held it was by Danny Lee Winter. Mm. Um, Kind of that I hadn't felt that kind of genuine intimate connection with anyone outside of my immediate bubble for so long. Mm. And um, just the way that you facilitated it in your writing and, you know, the the beautiful job that Danny did with it. I know that um, connection, intimacy and comfort was something you kind of put in the piece that felt really important to you. Um, I just wondered if you could talk a bit about the responsibility I suppose you felt as a writer and and talk a bit about the conversations we had around the piece Mm. um yeah I think it's a really interesting ask like to like write um something to do with performance that is like based in astrology and I felt a bit weird like I was a bit like am I just going to be like nicking stuff from like proper astrologers um but I guess like the conversations we had about it were basically what the creative ask is like what do we want the audience to feel like what and also I think it's very unusual to like for for the audience to be an audience of one. It's like a really like particular and unusual ask. But we kind of just wanted, well, yeah, to translate how I feel whenever I actually read a horoscope, like the feeling of like someone like someone else holding you and like the sense that the universe is like maybe taking care of you. And there's like a sort of overall rhythm and pattern to life that like is supporting you and like you know and there might be things that are tricky but you're going to weather through them um and so I think it was kind of negotiating like how you could have a one-on-one experience with someone that you don't know that feels like they know (laughs) um, that you're going to be okay and to kind of like especially amidst the last year feeling like don't worry this, this there's a plan like it may not be it may be a slightly chaotic chaotic plan it's not like there's a god who's like leading you through it but there's a sort of overall vessel to take care of you and here's some comfort and I'll send you on your way I think that was the kind of gesture behind it you put that so beautifully um and it's something I've been thinking about a lot as well because the astrology business kind of boomed during the pandemic mm. and, um actually working on a piece kind of made me think it's it's something to do with that kind of deep-seated reflection we've been forced into, but also a kind of uncertainty about our future. Mm. And I wonder if that's sort of why people feel so drawn to it at the moment. So that yeah. often kind of tangible version of a future. Yeah. And also that, that like, it's also not like this has been sent by God to like ruin your life. Like it's like, <laughs> it, there's also like, it's, it's faceless and like, but it's also, there are stories behind it and there are like, you know, there's mythologies that are linked to things, but fundamentally there's like a rhythm and a pattern and like a cyclical nature to it that 
makes it like comforting as well I think yeah absolutely and also it is um it's open to interpretation and yeah. I've learned about astrology I think a lot of the reservations that people have that and in no way do I claim to be an expert but you know I think a lot of the reservations that people have if they don't have a vested interest in it like I know you and I do um mm. that it can feel like quite a binary offering mm. and I think actually knowing more about it and sort of looking at whole charts for example I think you learn that actually it is open to to what you want to take from it yeah uh, which I, I think there's a real comfort in that during this. And, and I thought you handled that so beautifully in your piece. And I remember that stage direction and really loving it. It was sort of for Danny. It was something like, you know, if they're, if they're invested, you can take it this way. But, you know, <laughs> if they have a bit of a laugh, you can take it this way. Mm. Um, which was a really lovely way to kind of hold people in that conversation. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in, I've never asked you when you first became interested in astrology. You know what? I think I was interested in it from a really young age. I think I like loved it like um, when I was like a teenager. Like I'd really like always like find like the astrology section in like magazines. Like I can't remember what they were called. Those be called like oh my god yes and like also like those magazines are called like team bop like I'd always like dig out the horoscopes in the back with like mystic Meg. um but then I think I kind of because I get, became quite religious and like grew up in quite a religious household my parents like told me off about it and like it became like a thing that I wasn't allowed to do so I, I feel like it's something that I reconnected with only in the last like well yeah, in the last like five years for sure. But I think also your relationship with it changes. Like I think I got back into it and I had a very rudimentary understanding of it. And like I was like into it. But I think the like you're saying, like the more you find out about like your natal chart and like all of the different planets, like and I think I think my relationship with it when I came back to it was like, oh, I don't really believe it. It's just kind of camp and fun. But now I'm like, no, I believe it. Like it's real. <laughs> it's absolutely true and real. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny you say that because I was very much raised in a, I say raised in a house, it was my mum really, um, but also my daddy mum. I mean, there's a lot of my family are Hindu, kind of follow Vedic astrology. My brother and I had charts made when we were born. Mm. Um, and it's always something that's been introduced into to my thinking, actually, from a young age as well, and was definitely, you know, invested in the kind of pop culture, Mystic Meg version of it, which I really loved. But I don't know if you've seen Indian matchmaking, for example. Uh, yes, I have. Great. So like the pundit looks at their charts to yeah. see if they're compatible. I mean, yeah, that is all <laughs> connected to, to my culture and thinking in, in some way. And of course, not everyone um, uh, decides to go for it. Um, but yeah, it was it was it's something that actually I think I've got more interested in than in the last five years, but has always been kind of present. And, you know, we got charts done when we were bored and suddenly as an adult, I was really interested in reading them. And yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting space for self-reflection. And I think especially if you can understand that it's open to interpretation and take it with a pinch of salt and, um, you know, understand that there are lots of different interpretations of a chart as well. Mm. Um, I found it really, really thrilling, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I think, it, like, recognising that it's a tool for self-reflection and, like, greater self-awareness and, like, it, it's, like, a, something that can help guide you through the world because it's, like, you might... This is the way that you might deal with your emotions or this is the way that you might think about things or this is the way that you might communicate. And, like, with all of the other people in the world, with their manifold charts, like these are the things that you could come up against because of this. And so I feel like what you were saying about how some people, when you don't know much about it, view it as a binary, like it's so the opposite. It's like the planets and the world and where like 
the world, the, the earth is placed in relation to all those planets makes everything complex. And like everybody basically is their own solar system of like where like their emotions sit. And so like, it's sort of like, how do we help you navigate that? And how do you help, does that help you navigate your relationships? And what can you think about when you're like dealing with certain people in order to like have better relationships? I feel like it's like more about embracing complexity than it is about like accepting that there's a binary or there's a sort of 12 system binary that goes against what a binary means, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you put that really well. Um, I mean, that's funny because I've been thinking about that a lot recently. I hope you don't mind me saying that we're both, you know, in our mid to late 20s now. Mm. And of course, our Saturn returns. And to kind of have that occurring during a pandemic is kind of mm-hmm. extraordinary um, on top of that. And I think, uh, you know, we're asking big questions about the world anyway, mm. uh, big questions about our existence and our responsibility with it. And, and you know, a lot of the conversations we had around living newspaper and our responsibility as artists kind of came into that thinking as well. But I found, I suppose, a lot of comfort um, in kind of reading about Saturn returns and kind of adapting mm. my 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 thinking to the questioning around it as as you know a time that I'm coming to in, in my life. Um but you know of course the big context around it at the moment kind of exacerbates that feeling. I suppose we're all going through that in a way. <laughs> mm. Yeah it's like kind of interesting I think with things like Saturn returns which like it's meant to be like why people get stressed out about turning 30. Like really it's like actually a cosmic thing where like it's usually when Saturn, which is a planet that's known for like constriction and like things being difficult, like goes to the place in the sky it was when you were born, Mm. which like kind of means that you might go through like not turmoil, but just like shit will go down. And then like by the time the, the Saturn like moves out of that place, you're likely to be changed in some way. And like, I, so my favorite astrologer, Chani Nicholas, who is a legend, um, like I think recently she has this podcast on her app. This shows how obsessed I am. <laughs> like the extent to which gonna take notes. Oh my god, yeah, get the app, it's great. Um, so basically every week she like does a podcast, deeply comforting, where she like talks about like what's going on in the stars this week. And um she said something recently which is like astrology is never bad, like it's never like she was talking about Mercury going into retrograde, which it currently is, in case you don't know, FYI, um, which often <laughs> means that, like, you know, you might, like, book the wrong train or you might, like, you know, mess up with an email or something. Um, you know, yeah, it's, like, about communication going awry in some way because Mercury is, like, appearing to move backwards in the sky. This is getting very technical. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Hey, I'm learning things. It's great. Oh, yeah, great. Well, yeah, basically, like, I think with the Saturn return, it's really interesting because it's, like... It, I actually got quite freaked out, like when I was realizing that my, like, I was having my, about to go into my Saturn return. I was like, oh no, like, I need to look up all the information about it. Like, my life's gonna go to shit, like, it already has <laughs> because of the pandemic. Like, what, how can it be worse? But um, I found that really comforting to hear that, like, you know, the astrology is never bad. It's just something that you need to work with. And, like, when you're aware that something um, is going in a certain way, like, because of the, what's going on in the stars you can like work with it and like go with that flow rather than like pulling away from it and getting stressed out about it and I think there's something quite interesting about that with regards to a pandemic it's like okay this thing is happening I've got to work with it 
what's the good I could take away from it? Oh, I have to make more of an effort to like reach out to my friends and connect. Like, what am I learning through that? Oh, I have to like really get comfortable with being alone. Like, why have I not spent so much time alone? What am I afraid of within myself? Like, how can I enjoy my own company? I feel like it's almost like forcing you to like sit with what's uncomfortable and like live with it in a really specific way. Which we've had to do anyway, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the the language you've used around it as a sort of tool. I think that's a really useful way of thinking about it. And again, certainly how I think I've thought about it and engaged with it during this time. Um, what kind of research did you do for the piece? Um, because they felt really... Um, yeah, like you talked a lot about the responsibility of writing them and they felt really thorough, but also really generous. Um, I thought you did them beautifully, but what was that process like? I mean, it was, like, I did feel guilty. Like, I just felt like I was, like, ripping off, like, what people, you know, like, actual, like, qualified, incredible astrologers who have, like, deep, you know, like, deeply know their craft. So, like, there was a bit of guilt around it. I basically just, like, looked up, like, different horoscopes like from the the week that like um we'd be going into but I kind of I guess the difference is like you know they're making an offering as a tool for guidance whereas I was making offering as like a moment of comfort so it's like recognizing the difference of what like I was doing creatively with it and like you know as an astrologer you're speaking to your audience and they maybe come to you every week or every month depending on like how you you know put out your like horoscopes whereas like this is the first time and the only time that you're going to meet Danny Lee Winter and like he's going to give you uh like a, a, a tidbit a gem so like there was a bit more like I guess um not spectacle it was like more of an event like to a, a way of making it an event mm. um and also if you're going to like someone's horoscope like weekly or monthly you're kind you know that you're held within something whereas like it sort of became like it felt important to acknowledge the pandemic and to acknowledge like what we're going through what you you might be like struggling with but then to like send them off with a bit of hope um and like I can't remember like what was going on I think there was maybe a new moon coming up like the week that I was working on them but I think like and also I think it was in Capricorn season or just about to go into Capricorn season. So like the, there was something like, it was kind of interesting because like all of the earth signs, like I think, no, we were in Sagittarius season. It was definitely Sagittarius I season. We were in, I think we were in Scorpio. Really? Yeah. It wasn't long after, I think it was November. It was not long after my birthday. Mm. So I think we might have been in, we might, yeah, Scorpio or Sag, I think. I think it was Sag because I seem to remember like, all of the earth signs were being told to like kind of hunker down and like almost get ready for like an earth sign season because Capricorn season was coming next. So it was like, but also it's kind of interesting because it's like, so the astrology from what I like gleaned from like the several sources was like not fun for earth signs, but I wanted to like give comfort and joy. So it was like really what was being said at the stars is like, you know, just like, do some internal work and sit back and like cocoon so that you can like you know make make a moment for yourself like in a few weeks but I didn't want to be like hey stay home or you know it's like that's what you're already doing or like you know have a artistic license which you're you're entitled to yeah so I sort of had to do that and, and and also find a way of like 
kind of yeah encouraging basically when the astrology was a bit boring or like suggesting that you need to be a bit boring like it's like that's probably not what somebody wants to hear like when they've like maybe come to the royal court and they're about to have like you know an event um so yeah just kind of finding a way to like elevate and uplift it if if that isn't necessarily what the the, the planets were telling them to do <laughs> yeah I believe that is called artistic license and yeah, yeah <laughs> totally fine in, in this place <laughs> it's yeah I mean it's 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 such a big responsibility and that's why Mm. I always feel like I have to preface conversations I have with people about astrology by saying look it's my interpretation um Mm. you know my experience of it and I obviously read it through a specific lens and Mm. you know when people hear at parties that you're kind of into astrology they go tell me what this means in my chart and you go Mm. I deal with that responsibility yeah also because you're drawn to different signs like I feel like there are certain signs that I have a bit of a like blank with like it's I don't know I don't know why Libra like really tips and relationships or do you mean you know as in your you you feel less inclined to kind of read or learn more about them I think probably a combo of both. Like, I think I'm, like, not close to that many Libras. Like, you know, sometimes... Because I think that was the interesting thing about writing the horoscopes is, like, there are certain there are certain signs it's like I'm just going to write this for my friend like I'm just going to like what does that person need based on what I've read from like horoscopes but also what would I want to say to my true good friend who is a Scorpio like um and I think it there yeah there are just certain signs where I like don't have many close friends but also I'm like less like inclined to like find out about them. Like, and so yeah, it's kind of interesting the responsibility that I had then, like writing their horoscope. I was like, oh, Libras, like, <laughs> love you guys, but like, don't actually know that much about you. Like, good luck, comfort, but there you go. Perhaps we should have prefaced that experience by saying, written by a Cancerian. <laughs> yes, that was because that was the thing. Like, when I came to write Cancers, like, I've never had to write for my own sign. It was actually a really, like, I was like, I'm just writing what I need to hear, which is like a really interesting, like, creative challenge. Yeah, that's that's kind of extraordinary. I mean, do you, do you feel, looking at your relationships and friendship groups, that you are drawn to particular signs or or do you think when you find out people's signs that you feel a different sort of connection with them? I'm, I'm, this has been said to me before by people that are sceptical, you know, that you might dismiss someone because they're not, you know mm. a star sign that you like <laughs> that's the thing I think that's when like it's like that binary that we were talking about earlier mm. it's like it, that's when it's reductive and that's when it's like kind of not used for its good like mm. but it is like freaky how often I'll be like oh you're a Scorpio that's make that makes sense that's why I'm in love with you this makes like so much sense or like thank you so much Tammy. you're so welcome <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know, Scorpios, like other water signs. I'm such a like little cancer crab, but like Leos, love them, God love them. But I also have a lot of Leo in my chart. So yeah, I think it's really interesting the things that you chime with. But it's totally about the whole chart, isn't it? It's not just about the sun sign, you know. Yeah. It's about various placements within the chart. But I mean, I agree. I'm also really drawn to water signs and, you know, we're good friends, but also lots of my female friends are, are cancers. Mm. Um, my mum's a cancer. I'm totally enamoured by her. Always have mm. been. We're very close. Um, I think that probably also has a big influence on the way that I, I think about that. Um, but I do sometimes question, you know, what does it mean if I don't ask someone? And, and you know, I, I'm sure you sat on a first date and gone, how soon is it? <laughs> oh, my God. And what time they were born? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, but you know, it's about the whole chart and and mm. learning about my moon is really interesting as well. So yeah. I can read the moon and and kind of learning more about that in the last couple of years has made me kind of question more about how I process emotions and logic and I found mm. that really useful. Yeah. But this is a conversation that you and I will continue to have, I'm sure. So much. Yeah. <laughs> and the more we learn, that's kind of the beautiful thing about it. For me, the knowledge about it is cumulative. Um yeah. absolutely not binary. There's loads more that I kind of love to read and absorb about it yeah I feel like I'm still at the beginning which is kind of amazing given that I feel in some some ways I feel like an expert sort of in some ways I'm like I have no idea what's going on (laughs) well please keep um sharing your learnings with me and also you named your favorite astrologer can you say what their name was again Chani Nicholas absolute legend mine is Chris Corsini Ooh, Um, okay Seda, who I think you've met, sent me them on uh, Instagram. And their readings are entirely, um, uh, they also speak ASL. So they. Mm, oh, I think I've seen them. Yeah, yes. they're brilliant. Um, so I'll leave you with that, Chris Corsini. Thanks for joining us for Royal Court Living Newspaper Clippings. To watch clips of the work by these writers and find out more about Living Newspaper, visit royalcourttheatre.com forward slash livingnewspaper or click on the links in the episode notes.